Spin Run, the RPG talk show podcast. Hey, welcome to Drink Spin Run, <laughs> an RPG talk show. This is the first episode of season two. It's uh, it's been a long time. Um, Don, why don't you tell us who you are? I'm Don Stroud, <laughs> <laughs> and this is my lovely co-host. Adam Miskevich. Folks, I am so glad that we're back. Uh, I really miss talking to all the fantastic guests we get on here. Uh, you guys you, you guys make it so much, so worthwhile, all you, you gorgeous listeners uh, doing what we do. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a blast. We have a fun time, and taking a few months off was hard for me, personally. But we had to do some stuff, right, Don? We did. I didn't do much. Yeah, you did. You had an important life-changing event. Oh, my God. So did you. Yeah, well, let's talk about yours because yours is let's shorter. Talk about, so <laughs> I got a different job that's totally different. And how different is it? Now, this is important to listeners of the show because it, it is going to invalidate all of your opinions on one of the important topics of the show. Interesting. We'll see where this goes. So the point I was going to make is I no longer sit at a desk all day long, sitting on Google+, Plus, absorbing all the greatness. I just work. I, I actually walk around and work. I work in a... It's a kombucha brewery, but we do beer as well. So, yeah, it's a vastly different scene. What is the name I, of your brewery? Come on, don't leave us in suspense. Unity Vibration. Mm-hmm. That does... Yeah. That, I think that has to be said in a Rasta voice to be appropriate. Yeah, yeah, of course. You gotta... That's important. Yeah. So I actually am drinking all day long while I work. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's well, I, pretty awesome. Yeah, because I have to test conditioning to see mm. how, how much fizz is in there, to see if the flavor's holding. That's great. Yeah, it's really awesome. So my life-changing event, and I think um, fans of the show know about this already, on uh, the 7th. Shit. Yeah, 17th of July this year, uh, my wife and I had our, our first kid. We had uh, an adorable little man named Stanley Isidore Miskevich. Um, he's now all of eight weeks old, and he's, dude, he's awesome. So uh, very, very pleased to have joined the ranks of, you know, responsible grown-up adults who have children. Um, nice. Welcome. Thanks. Yeah, he's he's might be asleep. Is he asleep? All right. Um, so at this point, we'd like to welcome our wonderful guests for the evening tonight. We've we've had both of these gents on before, which is exactly why they're here because we wanted to start off our second season with folks that we love to talk to um, and uh, whose whose stuff we love to to read and all of that. So uh, our first guest, who's been with us since we started here, uh, is the fantastic Mr. Tim Callahan of Crawljammer fame. Tim Callahan, how you doing, man? I'm fantastic. I'm I'm not Joe Bittman, and I'm fantastic. <laughs> and yet somehow he manages to be fantastic. That's good. Yeah, I I, I, I can pull it off yeah. sometimes. And our other guest is uh is Mr. Stephen Newton. Wait, shit. Did I say that right? Yeah, I am Stephen Newton. Actually. Okay, okay. I just we had that moment earlier where we're like, the PH or the V is you know like what sound do we make there? So my French Canadian friends get away with like Stefan. Yeah. Uh, 
Okay. Usually it's just Stephen. But Stephen Newton of uh, Thick Skull Adventures, uh, publisher of many fine products for your du- Dungeon Crawl Classics RPG game. So, guys, what about you guys? Uh, it's been a while since I've talked to you. Tim, what have you been up to? Oh, man, I don't know. You know, working. Uh, I went to a little place called Gen Con oh, over the summer. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, You jerks I, who didn't I, have kids and got to go to Gen Con. Don was there. We have yeah, kids yeah. and we still yeah, but went. Yeah, you, didn't, you didn't create Maybe new ones. better than some people? You didn't create new no. ones. He was and a week old at that point. Yeah. I practice a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well done. <laughs> Yeah, so Gen Con and, and just uh, you know doing some writing and, and getting back into the the school groove. Mm-hmm. A new new school year started. Just chilling, just hanging out. Good, you know the usual. Excellent, Stephen. What about you? What's up with you, man? What's new? What's new? So uh, uh, very similar to Tim, I'm doing a lot of uh, school thing, getting back the kids ready for school. I've been mm-hmm. doing some writing. I've been uh, happy with that and. Uh, Doing a little bit of reading and some drinking and spinning. And <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I'm doing it all. All right. Well, let's let's bring it. Since you're on, since you're ready to rock on that on that topic, let's let's start with you, Stephen Newton. What are you drinking? So uh, so because you always um, line these up when I'm still at work, I'm actually drinking uh, vitamin water. Playa. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't bring something with you. I know. It's like I hit Steven up today. He's like, oh, crap, man. Can you be on the show? <laughs> He's like, sure. Just wait for me. Yeah, no problem. Well, yeah. what are you going to be drinking later tonight when you're at home? Yeah. So, yeah, so I, I thought about this. What I want to give a shout out to is uh, one of my new favorites is Whistle Pig Rye Whiskey. So, um, typically I'm a single malt guy. I like all the uh, Isla malts, but uh, I, I've been switching over to some rye, and the Whistle Pig is a, is a crowd pleaser. I saw when, you, uh, when you mentioned that on Twitter the first time a little while ago, uh, I, I meant to ask, I meant to try it at that point, but then Storm Baby hit and, you know. Uh, right. You know. Whiskey decisions are kind of being made by other people right now. So uh, that's treating you well, the Whistle Pig? It is. The Whistle Pig is treating me well. I'm going to skip Tim for right now <laughs> because I know what his answer is going to not entail. So, uh, <laughs> Don, what are you drinking? I found some of this crazy beer I had never had before uh, by Outside Ales. Mm. You know, a favorite. There we go. That's, a, um, that's a bingo. That's Yeah. It's, oh, I'll drink mine. Yeah. It's snozberries. Does it taste like snozberries? Smell like snozberries? It does. Uh, it's a wit IPA with cherries added, so it's bitter and tart. I see. Delicious. Uh, that's it? only yeah. Well, do you? I'm. You know what? I'm getting a lot of flack for this. Uh, Mark Donkers. Yeah. Uh, is like, oh, that's horrible. Blah. I'm like, it's got ter- it's it's cherries. It's tart. He's like, I like sweet cherries. Blah. <laughs> <laughs> that's I, smart. That that's you sounded exactly like him. Uh, <laughs> uh, stuff so, is bad. I know better stuff than you. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. So that's what only. Like. I only have one of those left. About the six pack on Sunday. Um, so I think the second one will maybe be a short noble chaos. The only Oktoberfest beer I'll drink. Who makes someone local makes a beer uh, an Oktoberfest like or it's like some kind of pumpkin something. That's called Warlock. Oh yeah, that sounds really familiar. I'm gonna try that. I'm gonna find that, track that down, and have that because I've heard good things about that from some coworkers, and um, right. it's a coworker whose opinion on beer I trust. So right. I, uh, I'm gonna give that a shot. But tonight, I yeah, am drinking. What are you drinking? I'm from Shorts Brewery hey. in 
uh, fantastic. What? It's in Elk Rapids. Why have I been no, I'm saying the wrong place? That's just where they bottle it. The brewery is oh. still in uh, Bel Air. That's what I thought because it's because yeah. here's the name of the beer, yeah. Bel Air Brown. Yeah. So mm. yeah, okay, but it's um, you know it's a brown. It's real clean. Um, yeah. It treats me really good. It's got a nice um, like kind of like medium multi flavor, which I've been enjoying more and more lately. Um, so this is pretty good. Um, oh, but I have a drink story for you guys. Not like a drunk story, but a drink story. Um, about a month ago, uh, we were in Grand Rapids for a family uh, like a wedding. That's what it's called. Yeah, a wedding. And um, we uh, we were in Grand Rapids. It was Sunday afternoon. We decided we're going to go have a nice dinner or nice, you know, lunch. We were blocks away from a place we ended up going, which is Brewery Vivant. Um, now, uh, we on this show, we always rave about Brewery Vivant's beers. Um, you know, uh, the Big Red Cock, of course, being mm. the one that we talk about incessantly, if only for the name. I well, think that's, a, that's another bingo. So. <laughs> um, but, uh, so, uh, <laughs> we, so, uh, here's the thing that you, that I, that I didn't know about Brewery Vivant is that it has astonishing food, like crazy good food. Um, and it turns out, and I know this is kind of self like promoting to say that and now this, but, uh, Turns out I kind of have a cousin who's the head cook there, her head chef there. So um, first off, he's not—he's not like actually a cousin. He's like kind of a cousin. You know what I'm saying? No. Yeah, I'm being cryptic. I don't know. I don't have time to get into twice removed and all that. Yeah, no, it's like common law marriages and shit. You know that we don't actually have common law marriage here, but they lived in Florida for for a good long time, so they do have it there and blah blah. But that 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 weird we're derailing. Um, if you have the opportunity to go to Brewery Vivant, eat. Like, yes, drink, because the beers are fantastic, but you got to eat, too. I had a uh, pork hock confit that was amazing. Um, it was just one of my favorite things I've ever eaten. You know, like, the, one of my favorite things that's ever passed my lips. It was so good. Um, and Katie had this crazy, uh, like, like super fancy banh mi sandwich that was also delicious. Uh, and on top of that, you get to drink the Big Red Cock at the same time. So and it's gorgeous, go right? I mean, it it's is a church. Yeah, it is not a church. It uh, many people, including myself, Examples get that wrong. Yeah. It had been a funeral home. That it's like the chapel oh. of a funeral home that got converted into like this, you know, French style tavern. Yeah, yeah. So it's awesome. French style tavern serving Belgian inspired beers. Well, also French inspired. There's some, definitely. You would some think French. that if you were in like a funeral home, you'd have beers named like like you know formaldehyde red or something like that. That's they a missed do, opportunity. Well, they do have one called Undertaker. Well, there oh, you go. Yeah. Okay. So then, yeah, that's not one of my favorites of theirs. I like the French farmhand better. But um, Tim, bore us with what you're drinking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on to your hats. I'm having vanilla milk. And Kahlua. Oh, nice. What? Oh, well, I know. Kahlua. I know. Yeah. Are, you, are you on different Watch medication out. or something? Or I'm just, I'm living the dream. Oh, all right. I'm just all going right. for it. I'm, That's awesome. I'm not, you know, I'm just going to hang out with you guys tonight, so. I'm are those two anywhere. mixed together, or are you, like, shooting them separate? Oh, they're mixed together. That would be kind of weird to do, like, a shot of milk. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> milky. Yeah. The Kahlua chaser. Mm. <laughs> 
Yeah. Smooth. That's that's the right order to get it in. <laughs> yeah, chase yeah. it with Kalua yeah, yeah. because the milk might be slightly stronger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. You know what? I got to grab another I got to grab another beer already. I forgot to grab two when I came wow. in here. All right. Um Tim, Steven, entertain the <laughs> troops. We'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> I hope a lot of people are watching this live. This is the best part of the show right here. All right, so we're on to spin. Um, Something important has happened so far in music this year. And so I'm going to go, I'm going to lead with this. So a new Sword album came out this year, right? That's a noteworthy event. It just recently happened. Uh, What do you guys think of the new Sword album, if you've heard it? Has anybody not heard it? I have not heard no, it. I've not heard I have it. not heard it. Whoa, seriously? I'm the only one? Well, you were saying that you didn't love it, so I didn't even I check didn't it out. I didn't love it, but that... Do- okay, well, that doesn't mean don't listen to it. It's the fucking sword, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like of, of all the bands that like kind of sum up, you know, like they're like the band of... Uh, of a thing you know like right now like the appendix n gaming group it's all right it's like the sword is the band that everybody who comes to say dcc they end up discovering they're like oh yeah the sword have you heard of this band like yeah dude we heard about it like seven years ago you can calm down now you know Uh um so uh i'll I'll give my bit on this album and then oh we can have the real conversation about spinning um it's a good album it's a different album i am not in love with it it is very prog rock, you know. It's uh, it's so it stays in the seventies. It's very different than the other stuff the Sword has done. They use keyboards, which is weird from the Sword, you know. But uh, so, yeah, if you're into some of like the, it's more Hawkwindy, you know. So uh, if that's your bag, check it out. Very good for that. I can get I'm, behind some wind. I'm. I, I mean, I got no problem with Hawkwind, but it's not. It's not as. It's not the sword that I fell in love with, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm excited to see them in a couple of months, and I love, I know I'll love whatever they throw down, but one of the openers for uh, the sword will be Blue Snaggletooth, who performs the theme song to uh, Drink, Spin, Run. What's the name of that theme song? I can't remember. <laughs> it's like trans- oh, Transition? Transmutations. Uh, transmutations, yes. It's about so. turning into a werewolf, I believe. Of, which is exactly what we do here. We turn into werewolves every day. I think we start as werewolves. Oh. <laughs> what do we end up as? Oh. I don't know. Like Altered Beast, we end up as more impressive werewolves that can shoot across the Oh, shoot the fire screen. from our fists. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah. All right, so I I'm, will I'm, admit, I'm on Baby Watch now. So a little man is like straight in front of me in his little fancy swing. So if there's a sudden emergency, i got to spring into dad action. Okay. I'll pick up your slack. Yeah, I'm, well, you should do that anyway. The I, whole podcast will be full of it. Because I haven't even asked uh, Tim Callahan what he's been spinning yet. Well, I don't think you have me on the show for the drinking and spinning part. Because as you know, I rarely <laughs> listen to music. That's been established. Doug Kovacs has already yelled at me about that. But we were at a wedding this weekend. You know, that you've been to weddings. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's like a wedding for like 20-something year old. You know, cousins who are like 25 or something. But the DJ started playing Depeche Mode. <laughs> <laughs> that that was a weird choice, and it actually got pulled. Like uh, I don't know, like less than a minute into the song. What? They, they went. Yanked they, Depeche they yanked Mode. the Depeche Mode. They went Mode? up. 
they went up. The uh, the 20-somethings went up. My wife said, they're playing Depeche Mode. That's an odd choice. And the 20-somethings went up, and they talked to the DJ, and then it was some house music that I don't know what it is. Oh, Ooh. my God. Depeche Mode did not make the cut that... at your local wedding this weekend. At your local wedding? Well, uh, maybe yours. I, I'm sure no, it's a we, I know where you out. live, so, or roughly. <laughs> That's not a threat. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, but other than that, I, I have not been. Li- you know, my daughter's eleven, so we listen to a lot of Taylor Swift around here. That's oh, yeah, yeah. that's what's going on here. Uh, other than that, yeah, some podcasts. I've been listening to the Order sixty six podcast. That pisses me off. I'll talk about why later. Oh, I'm <laughs> excited to hear it. Yeah, yeah. Can you give us a brief preview? <laughs> um, it relates to Tournament of Rapists. Let's say. Oh, I'll tie it into that. Yeah. Okay. That's actually that's a. I'm so glad you bring that up today. All right, because I've I've got some opinions. <laughs> go, I've got opinions. Go figure. Uh, awesome. Don, what are you spinning? Um, this is a short story about what I'm spinning. Mm-hmm. Clark Ash and Smith T-shirt that I got. Yeah. Yeah. The dude who I would love to pimp right now, Peter Scartabello, runs Yagoth Records which is already a cool name. Uh, I got a Clark Ashton Smith t-shirt from him and a Yugoth Records because it's dope. He sent me a record. Well, it was a CD. It's an album mm-hmm. um, called, it's of his band, um, Anechoic, as in lacking of echoes. Lacking of echo. Right. Um, and it's called Lang Jin, and it's pretty dope. I enjoyed it. Um, I can't see... You guys liking it? Wrong. I listened to that album today what? on Bandcamp, and I loved it. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, because I sent, I sent you his name. Yeah. It was like yeah. it reminded me of a slightly more schizophrenic Tupolev. Um, but I, yeah. I, I totally had this, like, you know, instrumental, like, psychscape, you know, uh, period. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I totally get behind that stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's a little less math rock than I tend to like, which is a good right. thing. Right. It's kind of like an improv New York... I'm kind of ambient, but rock, it's crazy. It's out there. Um, I definitely want to pimp the guy because he's a pretty creative dude. And yeah. who else makes a Clark Ashton Smith t-shirt? Right. That should be a bingo. Well, and, and just, yeah, the Yagoth record. So yeah, yeah. You got to some Lovecraft there. So, Stephen, what are you spinning? So I um, – I don't listen to it frequently, but it's what I wanted to bring up. I picked it up about a month ago, two months ago. Um, uh, John Carpenter, the director of Halloween and, you know, uh, Escape from New York and The Fog and a bunch of other great hits. Um, one he, of the greatest movies ever made. Well, right? he's, he's done plenty of some of the greatest movies ever made. Yeah, Big Trouble I, I'm a, in Little China, wasn't that him? <laughs> right, with the late Roddy Piper, Indeed. right? No. It's, no, it was oh, like, no, no, that was Kurt Russell. I was thinking of the other yeah. one. I was thinking of They Live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is also a fine movie. Right, 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 right. And The Thing. Yep, The Thing. Yeah. So many classics. Yeah, sorry to keep on interrupting you. No, no, My no, love this for is... uh, Carpenter. Go on. And you probably like a lot of his music or a lot of his movies because he does the soundtracks for him in a lot of mm-hmm. his movies. Yeah. So he released uh, an album a couple of months ago called Lost Themes, which were themes he was working on that never actually made it into movies. So um, it's great background ambient music if you like that sort of carpentarian uh, style, you know, moody soundtrack type music. So yeah, I I actually do. Cool. So 
Yeah, so that's what I uh, that's what that's one of the background tracks. Typically, like when I write, I think I mentioned this last time. I have a Sabbath. Can I can I can I interrupt to say that I'm going to get Dad of the Year award because I'm taking my kids to the Black Sabbath the End concert tour. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I just picked up tickets for that this weekend. So awesome. That's going to go over really well in their Christian private school. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's for. That's right. <laughs> Corrupting young minds. Nice. <laughs> Don, ask me a question. Uh, we're on read, so Adam. What already? What are you reading? Yeah. You didn't. I didn't get to do the the, the spin. Which spin? You, you started. You started. With the spin. Spin, I didn't, didn't tell you? you what I was listening to, other than one album. That's only one fucking thing. Come on. Oh, I guess you only get one thing. I like guess. Okay, that's else. fine. That's good. I'm just I'll joking. Save everything else. I'll save everything else for the next episode. That's okay. <laughs> I'm just joking. Because I got plenty of good material. All right. So, all right. Fine. Do do spin or read whatever you want to do. No, it's we're on read. Right, is everybody else read? reading things already, or is it is it actually oh, my yes, turn? You, you're we're starting, starting with you. Okay. Oh, wow, fancy. Okay. Yeah, so right. uh, this is the one I don't have a good answer for, um, which is great because we've been screwing Tim and, and Steven so far. So it's uh, mm-hmm. it's my turn to get screwed. Um, I I just gone back to the well. I've been reading Clark Ashton Smith. Uh, just more of like the Drink. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like it's like that's such a safe bet, you know. Like, oh, I want to read something I want to enjoy. Uh, what am I feeling like? Ah, I don't feel like Lovecraft right now, you know. Don't really feel like Howard, you know. Like it, I, you know, after last season, like I came off of last season reading so much stuff that some of it I'd never read before. Um, oh, oh shit! There was something that I did have that was new. Um, Tell us. I had never read Jack Vance before. Oh, oh wow! And, and um, a little while ago, when I picked, uh, there was like a sale on some publishers, you know, work on uh, on Gumroad a little while ago, and I picked up a couple of books that way. I got the Chronicles of Masterly and Number Ten Ox um, that I've already pimped on the show, mm-hmm. but I also picked up a Jack Vance Treasury, and um, I will admit, Jack Vance for me is kind of hit or miss. You know, mm, not yeah. everything is super awesome. And so right now, I guess I've been reading some of the longer short stories or novellas or stuff. But um, I love the Dragon Masters. That was fantastic. That was like, that's my, the first thing I read of his. And it kind of ruined me for a lot of the stuff later, you know, because it had this fantastic like sword and planet vibe going on. That just that was beautiful. You know, it was uh, especially because I've been thinking a lot about Traveler and White Star and other stuff going on, like, you know, the the Sword and Planet style RPGs and, you know, uh, even like Golden Age sci-fi, you know, uh, stuff happening. I've been, I, so the Dragon Masters really sit well with me in that regard. But some of the other stuff I didn't enjoy as much. Um, I don't know. It was, it was kind of a mixed bag. Uh, he did some like super hard sci-fi story in there about, you know, space cadets and doing this thing. And that one was just like that did nothing for me it just felt like standard military fiction like i could be reading heinlein or something you know so uh but in general i really liked some of the stuff some of the rest of it was just like why did this is just boring what's going on here you know um which is of course why i went on to smith because i wanted to kind of get back a palate cleanser you know to (laughs) get back into the the shit that i enjoy the most so that's where i am 
I like that you said palate cleanser because when I think Clark Ashton Smith, I think of like chewing on those beautiful words. Oh man, yeah. Well, he was a poet first, right? He was actually oh, yeah. a yeah. he was a trained poet. I mean, that 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 was his shtick, and uh, that's very much preserved in his writing, which is, I think, why some people just can't get into it, um, like Jason Hobbs. Oh, that's right. Hobbs hey, there's a drink. Not. There's a drink. Oh, right there. <laughs> oh, Jay, I miss Jason. Me too, man. You know, I actually re- I read Vance for the first time over the last couple of months as well. I picked up Tales of the Dying Earth. You know, everybody talked yeah, about Vance yeah. and magic. And what was interesting, what struck me about it is, um, I only made it about 200 pages in because I read several things at once, but mm-hmm. it, it, it's got a really, I don't know how to describe it, like a fable-esque feel to it. You know, it doesn't it doesn't read like straight fiction. It's almost like I'm reading Piers Anthony or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was one, like a real short story in the collection I was reading that is clearly a dying earth story. And it had that feeling, you know, it had yeah, that kind yeah. of like, like fairy tale feeling to it, right, which is right. also something I like about Smith, you know, is that it kind of has like, despite the fact that it's dark, <laughs> you know, it still has mm-hmm. like a sing-songy, folktale-y feel to it. Or not folktale-y, but, you know, like, like almost nursery rhyme feel in a lot of cases, yeah, you know? Yeah. And I like that. Yeah, it was fun. It was, it was different. I didn't expect it. Mm-hmm. Good. Okay. Good to know that that's a thing I can nice. look forward to when I decide to read Dying Earth. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Mm-hmm. So, 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 tell us more, Stephen. What do you What have you been reading? So the big one I just finished was, and I've been waiting literally decades for this novel was um, Clive Barker's latest, The Scarlet Gospels. Mm, R.I.P. And, man. Yeah, yeah. and um, I gotta say, it was about. 35% brilliant and the other half was just okay. I mean there was like some some really clean oh this is Barker at his best when he's talking about like the magicians and how magic works in in this world. Mm-hmm. Um but then the other parts it was just kind of like cuz it, it's half hell and pinhead which he doesn't like to be called pinhead. Right. Um, but the other half of it is 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 Harry Demore character and the gumshoe and that that dialogue just kind of falls flat a little bit. <laughs> um yeah. but and and then but anyway so yeah so i think if you're a barker fan you have to pick it up and you know you got to read i i would recommend like the first like couple of chapters if if for nothing else if you liked the movie lord of illusions and how that movie felt it feels a little bit like that in the in the intro with the cabal of magicians and all that but um yeah it was a i, I would i wouldn't say that i loved it but i'm glad i read it right Pinhead is one of my favorites. Yeah, the like, whole Cenobite thing is, yeah, I just love it. I just... Gorgeous. Well, and it's great. I mean, it, it talks about that character. I mean, that he really fleshes out that character, and I think it's it's well done what he does with it. Um, but it, it's it's the other part. It's the Harry Damore parts, which get a, get a little slow. Hmm. So I want to issue a retraction. I said R.I.P. because I was thinking of Wes Craven. So oh. my bad there. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. I Sorry. Thought, I thought you were just doing his initials, like, you know. Ari Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that means a thing now. What the fuck? Okay. I just wasn't paying attention to letters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I that everything's a great joke that I don't understand. Me. I really right? don't know how you got there. Yeah. <laughs> I just went with it, man. <laughs> so, yeah. Don, Don, what are you, what are you even reading? Um, I, okay, book-wise, I was yeah. reading, uh, Werner Vinge, um, uh, Fire, hold on, I pulled it, because I, Can't Fire Upon the, the Deep. Okay. And I got, like, one-third of the way through this, and I, I was enjoying it. I got pulled on this weird, like, comic kick. 
So I've been um, shooting off to the comic store every couple days. Well, once that, a week. Uh, is that Ann Arbor's fabulous Vault of Midnight? Is that where you're going? I did. I did pick up. That started it off. I mm-hmm. picked up a uh, Hellblazer, the number mm. one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had read those years ago, or some of them. Apparently, I did not read as many as I thought, because it was all new to me. And then I was in yeah, like can, Michigan man. City, and I went off to some uh, weird comic store there and i bought um saga oh yeah 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 so i've been buying a lot of saga and reading it this is Um, good because there's the next episode i want to have tim on for um if we ever let him talk is uh (laughs) i want to have tim on to talk about comics (laughs) comics and gaming because it's fucking tim callahan what do you you know like we're wasting him on this shit yeah yeah Oh, I'll but talk I want about to talk to you. Tonight. I want Don't to talk worry. to you about Saga, and I want to talk to you about Rat Queens, and I want to talk to you about what's the other fucking awesome comp? Well, I didn't think Rat Queens was awesome, but you know, like there's there's no, stuff I want not. to talk to you about. No, it's <laughs> thank you. I'm so I think, glad. <sighs> I don't think Saga's awesome either. So controversial. Really? Position. What? Nope. Wow. Whoa. I like there's Saga okay. a lot. Yeah. There's like sex and. And, you know, fighting. I like when we disagree. This is good. Okay. Yeah. So I'm enjoying that. Um, over the summer, I continued my sci-fi kick, which is why I'm still reading Werner Vinge, which let me just say, right now, the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Cosmology? Yeah. Cosmology? Um, is really in- <laughs> Job. Okay, Job. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> the cosmology is uh, pretty interesting. It doesn't break it down like in a crystal clear way just drops hints mm-hmm. everything in the middle of the milky way like nothing can really get past a certain intelligence or a certain technology because that's just the way it is so then you have races that as they move out they can acquire a higher tech level until they ascend into like godhood which is like the beyond so when you get in the middle of the milky way like and none of the tech that they make in the beyond can work deep down in there it's weird. I don't know why. Because science magic. Science magic. But it was science a nice... Magic. So then the other day... No, this is a... Save this. Oh, are you going to save it? Are you gonna I'm going to save it. Are you sure? I don't I don't know. Like, what if... Well, it's okay, because you know what? We, we have to ask Tim. Because yeah, we, we haven't have asked Tim what he's been reading. Tim Callahan, oh, what are you reading? I, I've been reading a lot. I read some Jack Vance as well. I read the first couple Demon Princes novels. I didn't even know those and existed. W- Tell me about them. Uh, <laughs> they sound amazing. It's a series of novels where it's outer space planetary adventure, and basically this guy has to track down these horrible monsters, basically the kind of like Doctor Doom, Darth Vader-type villains nice. who've destroyed planets, and so each book he's tracking down a different one. They're not that great, though, because at least the first two books, it's the same thing. He's looking for this guy. He's looking finds for this guy. guy. He finds the guy at the end. They have a Same fight. thing happens in the second book. Yeah. Uh, the writing is not as flowery as the Dying Earth stuff, mm-hmm. therefore less interesting to me. It's just it's pretty straightforward sci-fi stuff. Um, so I would not recommend those. I have been reading a lot of William Gibson over the summer. Oh, yeah. He's pretty good. Beautiful. I reread Neuromancer. 
and I had forgotten how that novel is probably one of my favorite novels of all time. It's just so great. How is it's that part of this year's zeitgeist? Amazing. Like it very much is. Like like it is the whole cyberpunk thing. It's is, like is it's there. it's happening now. I don't why yeah. why is that occurring now? Like I don't understand. What was our our like trigger point? Normally there's a thing that like we can t- trace stuff to that says like this is why everybody's interested in this thing right now, and it's not like I, there's I think been. We're, there hasn't well, been a big we're reliving the. Uh, it's like we did the '70s, right? And so now we're moving on to the '80s, and it's like the the neuromancer mm. is the the paragon of, of the early '80s. So how did how did that novel hold up? I mean, in terms of you know, it was, was better than I imagined. And I actually read a, an interview with Gibson after reading. Because I was like, man, this is such a great book. And it was his first novel. And one of the things he did when he was writing it is he thought people would lose interest because he didn't have much faith in himself as a novelist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he made sure to have something interesting on every page. And I need something interesting on every page these days. I need <laughs> something to keep me reading because I've got so many things going on. If there's not something that catches me on every page, forget about it. Uh, the prose is so dense and so sharp. It holds up really well. There's not, you know, the plot is what it is. It's not very complex. Right. But, and there's not much characterization. But the prose, and it's like it's like a, a stab in the gut on every page. It's, I, I love it. I thought That's it good. Fun. That's good. Yeah. How does the how does the view on technology hold up? Because that that I think for a lot of folks is going right. to be the killer. It's it, it's the equivalent of a kind of a, a film noir, right? So it's 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 a commentary on society more than it is yeah. some kind of prediction of the future. So it's it totally reads like a, like a noirish story, like a detective story that just happens to have this cyber setting. Uh, it reads much more like poetry now because it's abstracted mm-hmm. from the technology. There's yeah. nothing real about it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it's it, it has gained this poetic dissonance with reality that I love. Awesome. That's, That's great. Love it. And, and for comics, I've been reading uh, – do you guys have ever uh, heard of Michael DeForge? Are you familiar with his work at all? Perhaps. He is a <laughs> he's a kind of an art comics guy. Uh, he actually works on Adventure Time. He's one of the oh, storyboard okay. artists, oh, okay. I think, or designers for Adventure Time. But he was doing comics before that. But I would describe his comics. Uh, he has this ongoing series called Lose. That's like it's an anthology series. Every year he puts out another issue. I would describe his comics as uh, Adventure Time meets David Lynch. But without the fantasy, it's it's very surreal. Oh, I got to read this. That sounds amazing. It's great. You just I, I, he's my, you sold that to me just like that. That's all I need. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's my favorite comic book artist. And then I've been re- my friend uh, Chuck Forsman does this comic called Revenger. Are you familiar with Revenger? No. It is uh, a comic in which it's like if Grace Jones from Conan okay. were. Uh, muscle for hire that you could call on the payphone and be like revenger i need you and she comes in with her leather jacket and she just takes care of business and so it is just a straight up action comic done by a guy chuck forsman is an arts comic guy he had comics published by fantagraphics oh, uh, celebrated summer was a comic about the last summer after senior year and it was a very winsome poetic comic but now he's doing this hardcore action comic and it's i love it that's the stuff i like great that sounds fantastic. You know how to hit my buttons with the Grace Jones part. I do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know Mayday was my favorite Bond girl. I was say Bond girl. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, she is the demolition man now and forever. It's just how it goes in my brain. Yeah. Uh, so, sub-question, real quick, because it's been a while. And, I, I mean, it's been far too long since I've talked to any of you guys. Um, 
Gaming reading. What even? What even reading there? Don, we'll go with you. I wish I could say. Whoa, <laughs> drinking. <laughs> <I wish> I... <laughs> I'm uh, about to reperuse re- uh, more closely the DCCRB because I want to start something, and I'm serious. I heard Donkers isn't going to let you run. Out oh man, that's what you told me. I don't. I don't like DCC. It's too. Uh, it's just too. Too chaotic and too. Donkers. Uh, there we go. That's a different Donker's voice every time yeah. I do it. <laughs> I wish I was okay. reading White Star. It, it, it's on order, the print. Okay. White Star. Steven, um, what, what gaming reading are you doing right now? So, the I'm doing a bunch of stuff, which I'll get into what I've been up to recently in terms of writing, but um, the the. The the big coup I had recently was I went to visit my brother in Canada and he had all my old modules from the eighties. Whoa! So I, I had PDFs of some of them, but I've actually been lovingly thumbing through like the G series and the Temple of Elemental Evil and some of those kinds of things. So excellent. Um, I've gone back to the the so the so okay TSR let's, Golden Years. What, let's talk about those TSR Golden Years for a minute. Like, what do you find yourself drawn to the most? What do you like the most, and why? Uh, so it's, it's interesting. I think it's really just the nostalgia of it, um, mm. bringing you back to a certain era of when you lived those times. I mean, mostly what strikes me now is how just terse some of those adventures are. I mean, you know, 12 pages, if that, of, of like the G modules and whatnot. Um, but it, but it's interesting to see, like, especially with no, uh, modules like, uh, the, the Pharaoh, uh, Lost Tomb of Martek and Pharaoh and whatever the third mm-hmm. one was, um, you can start to see where they went from just like monster in a room to okay, we're going to tell a story and we have a story arc. The here. Hickmans, yeah, 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 exactly. It's all so, their fault. Um, they did it. They did it. They <laughs> well, did it I gotta say, there's another group that was doing the same thing at the same time, but I think doing it far better, and that's TSR UK. You get like Graham Davis mm-hmm. and you know those guys. Is that involved. all the Bone Hill and Salt Marsh and all that? Uh, no, that Len Lakofko is actually in the U.S. It was uh, um, like shit. Uh, Nights, night, uh, Nights Dark Terror. There's the crist- and, Crystal Caves. Um, the, the Crystal Caves. Right, 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 right. Uh, Sinister Secret or Salt Marsh. Mm. That series. Yeah. Um, Sentinel Gauntlet. Um, something Fallen Star. Something something. You know that that series. I think did did justice to like telling a story you know in gaming it's just a different way of going about it i feel like the hickmans were very much let's force the story down their throats whereas the british guys were more like hey here's how you play this game so like anyway so let's add a couple of story details to it and get everything moving in a cohesive manner you know i thought that was much more it was it was gentler it romanced you into well i I definitely thought that with like ravenloft ravenloft is a definite (laughs) we're we're jamming it down but you know i i i was fond of the the desert of desolation series so i'm gonna i'm gonna cut him a little slack on that one good good for you good yes tim what are you been what's your gaming reading been lately uh, I've been reading a lot of the Fantasy Flight Star Wars stuff. Mm. Uh, Edge of Empire, Force and Destiny, and I'll talk more about that when I talk about the running stuff. But uh, I've been reading a, a lot of those books and really really digging into them. But recently, as in like this past two days, uh, because of a 5th edition D&D game I'm running that I'll talk about also, I, I decided, because I've never given the Forgotten Realms any chance i always think the forgotten realms is terrible so i said i'm gonna set 
once they get out of Punjar, which they're currently in, I'm gonna I'm gonna make Punjar part of the Forgotten Realms. I'm gonna set it in the Forgotten Realms. So I went back to my 1987 box set of okay, the Forgotten okay. Realms. Okay, that's acceptable. Which I bought when I was 15. And I said, this is probably, this has got to be the better Forgotten Realm stuff. That is the worst stuff ever. It is horrible. It is the worst. It's seriously page after page of, oh, here's Battledale. And then you read about Battledale and you're like, well, at least Battledale's got to be interesting. No. The description of Battledale is, it used to have some fights and now not much happens there anymore. And then there's a new entry. Oh, how about Daggerdale? Guess what happens in Daggerdale? Nothing. Nothing it's involving daggers. 200 yeah. pages of that. <laughs> it's the most boring, vanilla stuff. The art is terrible. Clyde Caldwell, Jeff Easley, forget about it. That stuff's the worst. I am done with Forgotten Realms. Hate it. I don't blame you, man. Yeah. yeah. Horrible. They made, they made Ed take out all the dicks and brothels. That's, right. That's I know. Where's the erotica, Ed Greenwood? Come on. <laughs> you know that's his shit, right? I mean, that is like, that's know. what he I does. Do yeah. 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 Did you ever read any of the old uh, Gary, any of Uncle Gary's Gord the Rogue series? Oh, I read the I novels. Have, yeah, yeah, oh, I've read the first so book. Bad. Yep, they're, they're, they're so bad, and they're they're so wish fulfillment. They're like, oh, drow priestess, let's have sex. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> oh man, yeah, bad they are one hundred times better than the Forgotten Realms box set. So much better. Ah, <laughs> you know, I haven't looked. I haven't opened it up in a long time. So you know, you oh, might be right. Just read but... a random page; it will bore you senseless. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. I have a high boredom threshold when it comes to like <laughs> game stuff. You know, it's. But that brings me to what I've been reading that bored me because I read something that bored me and I couldn't deal. Um, so uh, I make no secrets about the fact that I'm kind of like I got a, I got a little story gamer in me, right? Like I I don't I don't poo poo that stuff that story gamey stuff like a lot of old school guys do just on 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 principle, you know? Like I I'll give it a read and I'm cool with it. So there's this game that I guess I assumed was a story game. It turns out it's not. Only kind of is. Sorry. Uh, uh, and I loved the art in it, and I thought, this is sweet. I'll get it on this Kickstarter that was a couple years ago. Uh, but I've never actually read it until recently, and it's Shadows of Esterin, mm-hmm. or in the proper French, Les Hommes d'Esterin, you know? So, oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, I started, I tried reading it, and it is bad. Um, <laughs> yep. Here, the system isn't bad. The rules aren't bad. The way they decided to write this book is fucking stupid. Because what they did is they, like, half of the book is, uh, like, information about the world, right? And that's cool. That's fine. But absolutely all of the information about the world is provided to you in first-person narration. Hmm. There is no surer way to bore me to tears than have some explicit character narrate to me what the fucking world is like. Yeah, you yeah. guys don't even have a comment on that, do you? Like, no, it, I uh, agree. I tried. I couldn't read that book. Yeah, I was it's, trying to think if there was anything similar. Out yeah, there that I, 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 I have that. never encountered anything like this, and it bored me to tears. Uh, the art's pretty. The system is interesting because it's not about whether you're actually strong when you go to fight. It's about whether you're pugnacious, you know, whether you're mm. a kind of character who's, you know, confrontational. Mm. That's interesting to me. Like, the mechanics are interesting, but the fucking game, just, I can't, I can't read it. It's done. 
which puts me on to two other games that I've read recently that I like a lot. Uh, there was a recent humble or bundle of holding for Apocalypse World stuff. And yep. uh, the thing that surprised me that I loved out of that bundle was um, Nathan Paletta's uh, uh, Worldwide Wrestling. Were any Did any of you ever have a wrestling phase in your life, like where you paid no. attention to professional wrestling? No. I, I kind of have that now because my brother is a producer for WWE. So really? I watch his stuff. You, wow. Yes. Check it out, man, because it's like it, it does a great job of capturing the experience of 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 watching the show you know and that's pretty awesome you know it just gives you a little bit more buy-in because your character is one of those dudes on the show you know it's it's pretty exciting i like that a lot Um, my show do you mean sporting event no i mean show no it's not (laughs) it's a show and uh and they make entertainment it's sports entertainment (laughs) yeah even wrestling doesn't even pretend that it's real anymore you know they don't use that word not the not the world real. They can't use that word. Uh, oh, and actually, interesting. Uh, if you're familiar with apocalypse world mechanics at all, you know you have like a couple of uh, like basic stats, right? In in uh, one of the ones in worldwide wrestling is real, but it's it's not real like real real. <laughs> it's like <laughs> authenticity, which merges with real real sometimes. So it's really confusing and, nice. and very like like fourth wall breaking in that way, which is pretty great. That's great. I really enjoy it. Yep. So uh, the other game that there's one last game that I want to pimp, and that's uh, uh, Clint Krause, who had a Kickstarter a little while ago for an adventure he did for Lamentations of the Flame Princess called uh, Stygian Garden of Abelia Prem. Uh, I picked up along with that an older game that he did, which is a story game called Don't Walk in the Winter Wood. Um, which is it's a it's a game that is designed to be played around a campfire as you're telling stories. That was that uh, it was it's fantastic. It's a nice little game. Um, if you have the opportunity opportunity to pick it up or play it, do so. It's really swift. You know, it's designed to play in about an hour, um, where basically you're telling like the old you know campfire story. It's pretty cool. That sounds cool. Yeah. I'm a big fan of scary to- stories, you know? Scary stories to tell in the dark? That's a classic, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's 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 my, my sub-question. That's your sub-question. I think we still need to ask Stephen the, uh, what are you reading? What? Uh, no, uh, I asked Stephen. Yeah, he did the, yeah. Old, uh, the old D&D modules. Yeah. Oh, it was? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, oh, that my... was his sub-question. But we asked the regular question, too, didn't we? So I was reading was Scarlet, or I read Scarlet Gospels and D&D books. Right. Yeah. All right. See, yeah. we're good. We're That's good. Happens. Don, second That's guess what me. happens when you drink. Yeah, you're, you're on your second, second vitamin water, aren't you? Second guess your co- <laughs> your other co-hosts. Sucking like, down seriously. beers so fast. I'm not gonna have any in the second half of the show. I'm just gonna tell you that right now. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have one or two because I usually get so jazzed up I can't sleep and I need to pass out. Aww. Oh, that's good. That's awesome. I'm glad you feel that way. So. <laughs> I, I am curious when you guys are going to get to the Tournament of Rapists kerfuffle, though. I'm oh, don't, that's in the second oh, half yeah. of the show. Don't worry. <laughs> all right, all right. Don't worry. So Next time. please okay. tune in, gorgeous listeners, <laughs> for the second half of the show. But now <laughs> we're going to ask Adam. Tim, I want to ask Tim. I want to ask Tim because he like Tim. got me pumped about the stuff he's in, you know he's been talking about. So Tim, what are you what are you running? Yeah. What have you been running? Tell me about this fantasy flight stuff. Yeah, so over the summer, I didn't run a ton. I was just playtesting some DCC stuff that I was writing. Mm-hmm. And so 
leading up to this show, I was like, man, I'm not going to have much to talk about. But it turns out in the past week, I have run three things, two of which are the kickoff of brand new campaigns. So all of a sudden, oh. I have this explosion of running nice. just for you guys. Thanks to the one week delay, I was able to get it in. Uh, so one of the things I ran that was really cool was just a one shot AD&D. And I ran Jeff Talanian's Rats in the Walls using AD&D, oh, and I ran that. Beautiful. I ran that for my friend Chuck, who writes and draws this Revenger comic, because oh, cool. he, he posted on Twitter, he's like, man, am I too old to learn how to play D&D? And as soon as I see anyone in America post <laughs> something like that, I'm like, I'll run d and I'll do it. What do you? I said, so <laughs> by, like three days later, he was at my house playing D&D. Uh, another lady named Robin, who I just met like earlier that week on Facebook, also came over, and so neither of them had played old-school D&D. Uh, Chuck had never played any role-playing game ever. They loved it. They had a fantastic time. Old-school D&D is the way to... And I used uh, Descending Armor class, the whole thing. They they nice. loved it. Nice. Uh, but my campaigns, my kids, uh, 11 and 14, nice. and their friends wanted me to run 5th edition D&D. Okay. Mm. And I know that you guys have had some experience trying to run or play mm-hmm. in that system. Yeah. Um, I have started to run it using Harley Stroh's 4th edition Punjar stuff, because I didn't really want to run okay. any of the 5th edition published stuff. It's okay so far. I, As I said, I was thinking about digging into the Forgotten Realms. That clearly is not going to happen. That stuff's terrible. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm really trying to run 5th edition by the book. And I think as we go further, I'll probably get more and more away from by the book and just kind of run it more freestyle and old school and, and mm-hmm. give them some kind of the special powers and whatever they have by then. Uh, but it's pretty cool. And they're, they're having fun. They're enjoying it. Their characters are crazy powerful already by the second session. They're <laughs> blowing everybody away. But they also, because my kids were raised on old school D&D, they have run away from stuff, and they've used some strategy to get away. So so they've been playing it kind of more old-schooly, and that's been working. That's My after-school program, mm-hmm. I decided to run Star Wars this year, and I was really planning on running Star Wars D6. That was my intent going into the school year. But then over the summer and the movie trailers and everything, and I'm like, I'll give this Fantasy Flight system a chance, even though it's all these books and it's ridiculous how they're marketing it, and all you have to buy every separate thing to, to run it. But I really like it. Uh, Justin Alexander did a review at the Alexandrian blog that's pretty mm-hmm. accurate about what's wrong with the system. But I don't care that much. Uh, I don't care that <laughs> that it is a that is an, an interpretive dice pool based on a really crunchy background. I don't mind that disconnect because I think. You can play it anywhere along that spectrum. You can play it really. Kind see, of I don't go see with that as a disconnect. Yeah, I, uh, it is a little bit of a disconnect because here's why. Because if you are rolling the dice in play and a character is using a skill, the result of the dice means something different depending on which specific skill they're using. So if you're really playing it by the book, you really have to look up the skill and find out what those results mean for that specific skill. And so that is a strange rhythm to the game. I don't think anybody can really play it that way. I think it's no. kind of impossible. I think you maybe build the knowledge of the system as you go, and you start to say, oh, you know, this, this, the stealth skill allows me this if I get this roll. But at first, you just kind of wing it. I assume that's how most people play it, because I can't imagine otherwise. But uh, it's it's pretty cool. I like the simplicity of the stats. I like how the, the character sheet is laid out. It's, it's pretty elegant on that level. 
There's a lot of crunch how, behind how are the folks scenes. Do, how are folks doing with the uh, the funky dice? Uh, the kids picked it up. We only played for 45 minutes in the first session, and they picked it up right away. It was not a problem yeah. at all. That's so, that, and, and know, I that's like, something that I always encounter as like a like when people talk trash about the game. That's a big thing they mention is like, oh, it's got this. You got to get these yeah. dice. You know, like to me, first off, fancy dice is never a downside. Right. I love dice. That's, I don't care. Yeah, that's, I'll, I, I'll buy it just for the. Oh, dice. you got magic dice? Fantastic! Let's play. You know, yeah. uh, I don't care. But I've heard a lot of people like shit talk it, just like I, you know, when DCC came out, you know, a lot of f- folks were shit talking it because of the funky dice. But I don't know, man. I like it. I think it's neat. Yeah, I think it is. Um, I think it's a, it's a little bit Pathfinder-ish with like the talent trees and like that's a little bit you're kind of looking down. It, that feels very to wow build. to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm okay with that because I don't usually play games that way, and so this, it's a different. It's why I wanted to try it. It's a different type of game yeah. than I'm used to. So so far, I'm really I'm really getting into it. And actually, one of the things I read that I forgot to mention was I read that Star Wars Aftermath novel because I was so jazzed up about Star Wars. I just picked that up. Yeah. That is uh, not a good book, so enjoy that. (laughs) Yeah, but the it's it's not good. The whole present tenseness of how that's written, like he is it's weird. You know, I'm okay with the prose; it's pretty uh, straightforward. But the problem is, is that um, clearly he's given a corner of the universe that is his own to explore, and when he Mm -hmm. flashes back to important stuff. It's only two pages of actual important stuff, and then he's back to his characters, and so it really feels like a transcript of a role-playing game session a lot of times, which <laughs> I would normally be okay with, but it's not it's not the best. Well, realistically, I think folks who are familiar with you know the old Star Wars expanded universe are used to a degree of just utter shit, you know, and, and dealing with that. unfortunately, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Then we won't even get into Karen Travis, but. You know, that's a different story. Uh, Steven. Yeah, it's because this is Star Wars Geek Talk, and you're not cool like that. That's cool. That's right. What oh, yeah. You're very cool. Just in yeah, a different way. Thank you. You're, you're Don Cool, and we like that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Steven, what have you been playing or running? <laughs> All of the above. So the um, the last – so it's a lot of playtesting. So the last three things I've written, I'm not publishing – so um oh that tells you a little bit folks have been paying attention to steven's career yeah so um so actually so joseph goodman mentioned that i'm uh i've I've done the halloween module oh yeah 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 so that's that's public now so i can talk about that so i wrote that and i actually played that with my um with i played that down at GamerCon in san diego so that was a great deal of fun Mm -hmm. reverend deck was there and all that um I've written another thing which I won't talk about, but the third one, which I haven't really, um, uh, I'll, I'll just say it's 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 another zine-based system that rhymes with crack chowder, crack, um, tragic, black powder, black magic. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so I, I like I, Don's I, expression. I'm like I'm crack like... chowder. Yeah, let's have that. <laughs> So I'm a I'm a I'm a big fan of of that Western genre and we've and I'm a big California history fan, so I I'm I'm still uh I'm still in the process of writing and I'm close to an alpha draft of that and I have no idea how it's gonna come to market. But how it's, many it's giant been... beavers? 
will be in mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. there's no giant beavers, but I could slip one in there. Oh, you got to get one in there. Get one just for me. <sighs> Maybe Sneak just a giant normal. beaver in there. The tiny beaver. No, <laughs> no. Have you read The Frogs? I have. I want to run. Dude, he's got to be a giant beaver. The giant there's beavers are be- my favorite part of that whole thing, except for the holy shit moment, you know? Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, ah, they're beautiful. They're beautiful. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll see if I can get a. I, I'll see if I can work some beaver into the prose. <laughs> I've been waiting to say that expression all day. I wanna. I wanna see works. I don't need. I, I want Don to shut up because I just want to revel <laughs> in what you just said. <laughs> work some beaver into the prose. That's. You know. Yeah. You know. I gotta say, the last time we had you on the show, we made the mistake of putting you on with Job, and I feel like, like you didn't get a chance to be fun because <laughs> job was on and he's like it's like you know it's you know what i'm saying like you you, you know he's well just, he's so extreme and crazy that he's gonna overshadow everything he fucking he came this close to overshadowing james raggy you know what i mean when we yeah, had him on yeah, a yeah. second time so like i i love the fact that you got to say work a beaver into the pros <laughs> that was just, quite a uh, that was that was a, a moment being there with joe because i uh i i felt like you know when you get to the party late and everybody there's already loaded <laughs> oh man he had us Ooh. beat he was like there was some oh, loaded yeah yeah that was anyway. an interesting night yeah there really was you took it like a champ though you're like okay uh let's talk about the actual thing we're here to talk about joe and he's like <laughs> Big pot of dicks. Oh, that was the other episode. But you know, like, oh man, I love that guy. Oh. Yeah, that was a fun time. Yep. All right, done. Running. What are you doing? Nothing. How about you? Really, you're not running anything. And I have. I just, I'm, you know, our our listeners should be so shocked by the fact um, that you know we took a couple of months off where you had an opportunity to run something. I know. And you didn't do anything. No, you know why? Because I used to prep so much at work because you need to learn not to prep no i need to learn (laughs) yes that yes you need that like prep and some people don't need (laughs) i have learned not to prep as much thanks to my what did i call it once i don't know sojourn my sabbatical and learning from other gms like adam skivich i'm not that good i don't know what you're talking about i know i know you're not so (laughs) but what are you running Oh, thank you so much. I'm about to... I've still got the Iron Coast thing going on, which has been a blast. Uh, next week, next this coming Sunday, we have an Iron Coast game. And uh, it, shit's getting weird. Um, they uh, they managed to waste some vital resources, which was fantastic. Um, they've kind of progressed into a mega dungeon phase of the game, which is weird because it's Axe, right? And that's a game that's very much focused on like the, the domain game. But uh, I basically was like, shit let's give them a dun- mega dungeon somewhere nearby to fuck around with and so it ended up being like really close to the places that they're they've been hanging out but they got trapped in this mega dungeon so they've been working on finding a way out uh nice. which led to the deaths <laughs> of several henchmen so don your big complaint about the iron coast game there's now fewer henchmen Oh, nice. And uh, they're they're actually at this point. I don't think they're hiring henchmen anymore. They're like, screw it, henchmen can't survive. Yeah. So um, they've used you know a bunch of their resurrection materials that they I you know just I I'm playing it legit. Like if that's the way the treasure rolls, that's what they get. I'm not fudging stuff. So when they got a scroll of true resurrection, which in 
you know, axe terms is like, that's fucking tough, man. I mean, you need to be like super wizard to cast that or super cleric to cast that stuff, but they had it in a scroll. Yeah. Okay. They got, they used that up, which is good because it's gone now. Um, so that game's going well and it's been a lot of fun. It's going on three years. This is the, it's now in its third year, which is pretty awesome. Um, it's the longest running continuous campaign that I've ever had other than the metal gods, the metal gods, um, which is on and off, you know, it's just spotty and weird, you know, but fun, you know, um, the other thing that I'm about to run for the Wednesday night group, including Jason Hobbs and Gabriel and those guys is, uh, is metamorphosis alpha. Oh, so um gonna start yeah well you're welcome we invited you to that group a while ago and you said i'm gonna do stuff on wednesday nights yeah it's special (laughs) just in that voice is it special (laughs) special lady wednesday that's the donker's voice (laughs) (laughs) i love that you've you i think you've met donkers haven't you tim i've never met donkers i've only heard the legends you've been at the same events like I, at the same time, I didn't see uh, Callahan at the Catastrophe Island. Anyway. Oh yes, Uncas and I were there. Oh, you only went one night. That's your problem, dicks. Yeah, yeah I ran. Two. I ran at night two, but I was not at night one. Were you at night four, or whatever the final night was? The final night, I walked out because there were like five or six tables. I'm like, Shut this up. is no one cares this about is you, Tim. <laughs> I, I was at night. I quit. I was at night one, two, and three the first year, not night four. Was it night? Was it night four? Yeah, night four when there was yeah, the dump was truck damage there. and all that shit. Oh, okay, yeah, you missed no. Donkers, yeah, because he got no, the I shittiest peaked, toy. I peaked at the the fish wizards. That was my peak. It was all downhill from there. The fish wizards was fantastic though. That was like my favorite part. So it was the best. It really was. And Nathan was a swarm. He was a beehive. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, we've done it. Um, it took us a little longer than I thought, but we did it. Um, it's uh, we've talked about what we've been drinking <laughs> i've been drinking quite a bit uh reading i'm getting the order wrong i can't remember how my podcast works drinking spinning reading running um and in a few moments we'll be back with our fantastic guests mr tim oh. callahan mr Stephen newton to talk about self-publishing so uh thank you all very much for being here don thank you for being my lovely co-host mm. thank you mm. our uh you gorgeous listeners uh thank you to the four people watching at home Everybody have a wonderful evening. We'll talk to you Thanks, soon. everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of Drink, Spin, Run. If you like what you've heard, share us with your friends, leave us an iTunes review, or email us at dsr at kickassistan.net. You can also support us at patreon.com slash dsrcast. Our theme music was generously provided by the band Blue Snaggletooth, who you can find at bluesnaggletooth.bandcamp.com. Once again, thanks for listening, and we hope you join us next time, you gorgeous listeners.